0: So uh, anyone ever answer your phone or open an email to find that it seems to be from Social Security or IRS or uh, your bank, and it says that uh, you are, your, your account is going to be closed, your benefits are going to be suspended, or you're going to be arrested if you don't bring gift cards to the Vons parking lot, uh, you know? <laughs> You know, and here we laugh, but what do we feel when when we when we open that email or we get that call? We're it's it's frightening. We're scared, and thank goodness we know you all know those are scams, right? Those people aren't going to do that. uh, The the real people, but but even when I've hung up or I've deleted the uh, email or the message on my phone, part of me still goes, I I wonder, and and you know it's it's we've all done things probably not as right as we should. So it always pushes that guilt button too, you know, and so much of what we do, so many decisions we make are made out of fear or anger or frustration or guilt or some of those other kinds of motivators. Uh, I would say probably many more decisions are made out of fear than we even realize uh, because it's become such a familiar thing for us. You know, we stay at a job we dislike out of fear. Or uh, we don't go to certain places, certain s- stores, or certain countries out of fear. And uh, we, we wear or don't wear certain clothes out of fear. Uh, get certain haircuts, play certain sports, talk to certain people out of fear. And uh, we fear conflict, we fear pain, we fear loneliness, we fear death. In fact, did you know that death is the second greatest fear among Americans. The first greatest is public speaking. Uh, and so uh, Jerry Seinfeld has said at any uh, memorial service uh, there will be more people in the audience who would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. Uh, fear. So uh, many way, in many ways there are many people, organizations, companies, even governments that are motivated by fear. Ruled by fear. Can we be different? Is there a a way to be different? What if on a daily basis we were guided not by feelings of anxiety and tension that tighten up our stomachs, but uh, instead we're guided by feelings of calm and assurance that relax us and everything feels good and our shoulders are relaxed and stomachs are at ease. So our text today, very short text, let us see what we can do to be ruled differently, to have a different thing in our life, so that we can be filled with joy instead of choked by fears. So it's a short verse, it's Colossians three fifteen, and it says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And the first thing I want you to see is, Let. It's the first word uh, of the verse. Let. Let is such a powerful word. And uh, it's the first time it's been used in Colossians 3. We are at Colossians 3.15. First time let has been used. Now I'm going to invite you to take your Bibles out. If you've got them there or you version. uh, Just open to page 903. 903. That's Colossians. Uh, and, uh, or you can just listen along, but I, I think it's really instructive to see what Paul, who's written this book, is doing. So if you look down bottom right, it says, Living the New Life, chapter 3, and I want you to just walk down a few things with me. Um, the second sentence, it says, set your sights on the realities. Drop down to verse 5, it says, put to death. So both of these are instructions. You could call them commands. You can call them direction. Set. Put to death. Drop down to verse 8. Now is the time to get rid of anger. Verse 10. Put on. These are all directives. Instructions. Turn the page and you see the first sentence says, You must clothe yourselves. Direction. Uh, verse 13, make allowance, instruction. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves, direction, command, instruction. And verse 15, and let, let. It isn't a command. It isn't an instruction. It is a recommendation because the Apostle Paul who wrote this book understands, I can't make you do this. I'm going to encourage you to do this. I want you Please, let. Let something happen in your life. But I can't command it. I can't make you do it. But I want to really encourage you. It's the best thing. Why is letting such a big deal? Uh, It's because letting or choosing something new, even if it's better, is challenging. Maybe it's complicated. It's oftentimes hard. It's hard to, to change. And all we can do is say, let yourself do it. Try it. Try try this new thing. Um, the author understands we have to choose something new, something other than fear, or for that matter, anger, workaholism, uh, frustration, um, and... We may not like these things about us, but they're our identity. We've been like this. This is how we make decisions. What are we going to do if we don't if we don't have these other things guiding us? Um, that this is normal to us. Uh, I once, uh, my wife once had a uh, coworker. She was yelling at a coworker, yelling, not talking loudly, yelling. And my wife said to her later, "Why were you yelling at so and so?" She said, "When?" She didn't even know she was yelling because it was so normal. That's what what deciding out of fear is like. It's just just what we do. Uh, We've been this way so long, we really just say, that's just the way I am. Uh, And we don't know any other way to be. But we know that it's not good for us. Uh, Our stomachs are tight. You know, it it's not good for our family. On our deathbed, we, none of us, I'm going to go out on a limb here, none of us is ever going to say, gosh, I wish I had spent more days fearful, uh, right? It, it, we, we're not happy about it. Or pride or ambition or workaholism or something else. They give us ulcers. They keep us up at night. They put us on medications. They hurt our relationships. So what is so powerful, so helpful, so much better that we might be willing to let it into our lives. And it simply says, let peace. Let peace. And when we say peace, we mean the peace of Christ. Let peace. John 14 um, says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Uh, this is, I, I love that, that there's a distinction between the peace of Christ and the peace that the world gives. What, what is the peace that the world gives? Um, sometimes it's just the absence of war. And we think, okay, that's good. Well, that is good. But it's not peace. People are still afraid. There's still destruction. There's still the anticipation of worse to come. But right now, everything's okay. But look at the way I say that. It's okay right now. It doesn't feel that way, right? It's <clears throat> we're waiting for the next shoe to drop. <clears throat> the peace of Christ is not like that. It does. It it doesn't mean the absence of trouble. We still might have challenges. It's unrelated to our circumstances. It is a goodness of life that's not touched by what happens uh, on the outside. We may be in the midst of great trials, troubles, challenges, and yet, somehow, we're at peace. Somehow, we are confident that the Lord is with us. That is the peace of Christ. And it's a strange twist that the very thing we want most, this kind of peace... The very thing that will be best for us is often something we resist. Oh, ah, I'll have time for peace later right now. I've got to do this. Um, we have to determine that we want to let peace, and then we have to fight for it. So personal example, um, because I, I, I could imagine that if you took some time to think about this, you'd go, yeah, that's, that's, that's true in my life. But maybe it's not quite tangible yet. Let me give you something tangible. Uh, We call this story in my family the Tony Toyota story. Uh, You know it's bad if it has a name that you use. So uh, we needed a a new car, couldn't afford a new car. So we needed a used car, couldn't afford a used car. So uh, we had been recommended to this fellow named Tony who bought um, (coughs) cars that had been totaled and then repaired them. And when we say totaled, what we mean is, I don't know, what, the airbags hit or something. You know, it was like a scrape on the side. But, you know, you got to total it because that's, yeah, that's what we thought it meant. Um, (laughs) It's not exactly what it meant. Um, So we, Carol and I went. We went and saw the car. We met Tony. We took it for a test drive. Somebody uh, at another service said, evidently not a long enough test drive because uh, the way it turned out. But but, we were, but I said, Tony, this is great. Thank you. Give us a couple days to think about it. But I think on Friday we'll come and we'll, we'll make the deal. So Friday came and Carolyn and I were both getting ready to go because she was going to drive me there and I would drive the other car back. And as I opened the front door to leave, Carolyn says, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel comfortable about this. And uh, being the fabulous husband I am, uh, I turn to her and say, tell me more, honey. (laughs) Show of hands, how many think that's what I did? So, no. Uh, (laughs) Uh, uh, I was like, what? Now you tell me? We're going to get the car. It's too late. We've made the decision." We're going, but I don't feel right. I don't feel comfortable. I don't think we've tested enough. <clears throat> Too late. And uh, I went and bought the car. Now, what was, what was going on in me? I, I was facing um, false, a sense of false obligation. All the voices in my head, my dad's voice that said, "What well, you're a man, a man's man. Once a man makes a commitment, he makes a commitment. But I also had this thing. I wanted people to like me, and I wanted Tony, this guy I'd known for 15 minutes. I wanted him to like me. And, uh, and I felt like I owed him. I was obligated. I, I, I had, he, had, he had spent time with us. I had told him we were going to buy it. And now it's too late. You should have told me sooner. And so uh, <sighs> it was horrible. Um, she was right to raise a concern. Uh, I went I I got cash out of the bank and, and, and bought the car. And because Toyotas are such good cars, the engines, the transmissions never, you know, go bad. I drove this car for 10 years sideways down the street. It was a 5 seater Toyota Corolla wagon. I couldn't carry anybody else in the car because if anybody sat in the back, it would bounce against the 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 whole time. Uh, it scraped every time I went over a bump. It was horrible. Horrible. And um but but I wouldn't it've been great if I could have listened to Carolyn. If she and and by the way, we know all about this cuz seriously we went to a lot of therapy about this because it's like, she couldn't say... Uh, that's another sermon, so I'll come back to that. <laughs> but um, but here's the thing. Uh, Paul wrote this like 2,000 years ago uh, about let peace. But uh, Star Wars picked it up back in the original Star Wars, the first one, not the prequels, the first one. And, uh, and what did... Here's Luke Skywalker heading down against the Death Star. He has to make one chance, one shot in a million. And what does Obi-Wan's voice say to him? Use the force, Luke. Use the force. And, and what was he saying? You have to choose. You have to let the force guide you. Otherwise, you're going to guide yourself. And I just think it's the same, it's the same message. Let peace Let peace? What exactly does that mean? And that's our third point. Let peace rule. Let peace rule. The text says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. To let peace rule means to let it govern. Let it direct. let Be guided by peace. With Tony Toyota, I was governed by false obligation. I was guided by something else in my head. But oh my gosh, would it have been great uh, had I had this rule? Let peace rule. Uh, and I want I to just say, Tony wasn't a bad guy. Tony never guilted me. He never said, "You, I've invested in this, and you, you, my family is starving." And he never said. Anything. I never gave him an opportunity to do any of that. I said, "Here's the cash." Um, those thoughts had governed my actions. I was ruled by something other than peace. I ignored wise counsel. I took the cash out of the bank. I handed it over to the stranger. And fear does that same kind of thing to people. We have to, I have to do this. But it's not, it's, it's not a good plan. doesn't matter. It's plan A. It's the one I got. Um, it doesn't matter if we know the fear is unfounded. Fear rules. Um so for example, so another personal example. I'm gonna hopefully run out of examples one of these days <laughs> of ways I have not done it right. This was but they keep catching up. I was good. I was out of examples until the day before yesterday. Now I got another one. Uh we got home and uh there we get we smelled gas. And uh it was outside, so we went walking around and it was over by the gas meter, so outside. So we called the gas company, it's about 5 o'clock at night, getting dark, and uh, they said, we'll have somebody out in the next four hours. Okay. In the meantime, and she read down a litany of things to do and don't do, don't turn on any lights, don't start any appliances, stay out of the building, and we need an adult there when the crew person arrives. Okay. Okay. So we have to sit in the dark, not in our house, but nearby. So are we supposed to get in our car and wait across the street? Well, it doesn't make much sense, and the gas leak is outside, not inside. But naibos are rule followers. You to give us an instruction, and we're going to do it, at least most of them. Not me so much, but I, but I go with the majority rules. Carolyn and Annie, they had their jackets on. We were, we were leaving. I don't know where, because we have to be here. They're, so, um, and they were afraid. They were afraid to turn on a light switch. We put duct tape over a light switch, and don't turn on any lights. Okay, we're sitting in the dark. Well, when we sure as heck can't light a candle. So, can I use my cell phone? Is that okay? So I, I call SDG&E back. And I said, let me ask you a question: Is this person going to call us before they arrive? No, nope, it's just sometime in the next four hours. Well, let me ask you a question. So we're, and I went through the, the, everything that she had said, and, and I said, you know, I was talking to somebody. She said that was me. I was talking to you. I said, okay, good. So you told us all this stuff. And I said, do we have to follow? Is, that, is, is Do we have to follow all of those? And and she said. Uh, well, of course, you know, she's not going to say, nah, <laughs> don't forget that. Because why? Because if the house blows up, I'm suing her, right? Because she said I didn't have to do it. So, I, so she said, well, those are general guidelines we give everyone, and uh, they don't always apply in every situation. And I said, hold on just a minute. Let me put you on speakerphone. Yes. Carolyn, uh, would you say that again for me? And she said it again. And uh, I, th- th- thank you so much. Hung up. Took off my coat. Uh, you know, they went and got food. They brought it back. We sat there with lights on, because it didn't apply to us. But we were we were ruled by fear. It, you can't help it. it. Of course, it doesn't make any sense. Of course, we we knew that turning a light on in the kitchen wasn't going to blow up the gas. That was, but but oh my gosh, they told us, and and, and we're fearful people. So um, it's it just an example of of how fear controls us, and we need. To let peace rule. Um, So we don't do that, though. So just before I show you, tell you, well, so how are we going to do that? Let me say why we don't. Here are five reasons we don't let peace rule, even when we know we should. Five reasons. So number one, letting peace rule can disrupt our sense of identity. Remember, we talked about this. Well, how am I supposed to decide if I just have peace, if I just am supposed to have peace, how uh, this is who I am. I'm sarcastic. I'm cynical. I, I I have. I'm defensive. Believe me, I had good reason for it. I, this is who I am. We we can lose our identity. We we don't know what to do if we don't have the things that have that we've done. Secondly, uh, it can challenge those defenses. Uh, we grew up with armor. That we put on because of the situations in our own lives. It doesn't matter how great our families were; we had some, and um, and and now like a heavy blanket, it's comfortable. Take that armor off. We're naked. I don't. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be guided by peace, not by my defenses. They can cause us anxiety. Um, That voice in our head it gets louder and louder. Are you crazy? You have to do this. Da 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 da. Uh, They can stir up guilt. So, I mean, right, we live in families, uh, extended families and uh, communities, and people expect certain ways of us. If we decide, I'm not going to be that way anymore, we're going to feel guilty that, that, that people will be like, wait a minute, but I need you to be this way. Uh, we're going to have to work on that. There, we can, it can stir up guilt, and it can force us to face pain. Because when we realize, oh, my gosh, peace works, why did I live without it for so long? Why, why did I have to go through all that other stuff? It's, it, it raises pain uh, of all of that. But, so what do we do? Literally, I'm, it may be the only time I ever tell you this, make a rule. Make a rule. Let peace rule. And when I say that, what I mean is don't do something unless you have peace oh my gosh, would it have been so much help, so much easier if Carolyn and I had agreed to that rule. She would have opened, as I opened the door to go to Tony Toyota, she'd have said, Neil, I don't feel comfortable about this. And if I was being honest, I would have said, me either. I'm, I am torn up inside. This, is, this car is horrible. I don't even know this guy, but I feel obligated. I feel like I have to do it. But we have a rule. If we don't feel peace, we don't do it. As hard as it is for me to call Tony, I have to sit down and call him and say, Tony, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go through with it today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe never, I have to have peace about it. Wow. It wouldn't have been me against Carolyn or, or all of her issues against all of my issues. We would have just said, let peace rule. Have, have a rule. So, um, by the way, After Tony Toyota, Carolyn and I made rules that we live by. I might have shared these with you, but they're worth worth, uh, looking at again. These are are subtexts to the other rule. The let peace rule, how do we do that? Here's three. Number one, if we have to answer right now, the answer is no. If you remember nothing else and you're going to a timeshare presentation, (laughs) remember this one. If you have to answer no, if you have to answer now, the answer is no. We have no choice. That's our rule. You deal with it, salesman, okay? Um, My wife and I have to agree. Now, if you're not married, that's okay. Have a significant person in your life, an accountability partner that you say, I'd like to share things with you, and I want to put myself under you and say, I need your agreement before I'm willing to do something. Uh, this is amazing for me, maybe not for you, at Best Buy, uh, Home Depot, when, when there's a TV that's out of its box, and it's 4K, and it's awesome, and, and it's the only one, and, uh, and it does, I, I need a bigger TV. Ask me how big my TV is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I need a bigger one. And, and so I go, here it is. Oh, my gosh. It's everything I've always wanted and more. And it's in black. Perfect. And, but my wife and I have to agree. And I don't have her agreement. I have to at least call her. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to convince her. So I'm going to have to put this on hold and just go home. Uh, you have to be in agreement. And number two, three, and this one's going to be subtle. Don't start down a road until you've decided to go down that road. Huh? We do it all the time. All the time. Um, we haven't decided uh, here was, we haven't decided to buy a bed. Imagine this. Um, we haven't decided to buy a bed, but we've talked about buying a new bed. We go, I go online. Oh, look, they have a 100-day trial. We, could, we can order the bed and try it for 100 days and not buy it for 99. That's not what's happening. What's happening is, I'm buying it today. Before we decided to buy a bed, and we've got one in our room, and it is going to be the hardest decision ever to try to get it back, right? It, we go down, websites do this to you all the time. I go to a website to look at a new thing, and I don't know if I want it yet. I don't know if I'm buying it yet, but what do, what do, what do they ask you to do? Hey, just give us your email. Uh, we'll send you a PDF we'll send you a discount. We'll we'll add you to our mailing list so that we can send you daily re- things about why you should own what we have. But I don't know that I want it. Doesn't matter. Just start down the road. They they literally call it sales funnels because once you're in the it's like a Venus flytrap. Once you're in the funnel, they're getting you down here. We've started down the road and it, and it goes like this. Woo! And there's a cliff at the bottom. You know, with Tony Toyota We don't know if we want a car like this. Yeah, but we'll go talk to them. We'll test drive it. We'll put a deposit on it uh, until it's over the cliff. Too late. I've done it. Don't start down a road until you've decided to go down the road. Um, When our reactions are close to the surface and we're responding the way we've always responded, it is so helpful to have a rule that we are going to be ruled by, governed by, peace. If we don't have peace, we're not doing it. No one says it'll be easy, but it's good. It's 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 not complicated, but it's hard. So, last example, um, 2017. I had been executive pastor of the church uh, for 10 years, and we just gotten a new senior pastor. And uh, this, this is, it was an exciting time, new, it, it, everybody's so excited, and the new person's coming, and I've already handled all of the challenges, the biggest problems that we faced, they're all behind us. I just get to be executive pastor during one of the highlight times in the time of a church, and I know everybody, and I have a good salary, and the only thing I don't have is, anyone? Exactly. Peace. I don't have any peace. Because God has been working in me to say, Neil, I, I think I have a new call for you. Well, he doesn't think he has a new call. He has a new call. <laughs> I, I think he might. And it's to become an interim pastor. And I could stay where I was for six more months, maybe a year. But at some point, I know this is where I'm going. And the very best time to go is now. And, but God, did you not notice, I don't have an interim job. There, I don't have a resume that says, talks about that. I, I have a good job right now. Could we just talk about this? Could I meditate and pray about this? But, the, but, but I had no peace about staying. And so Carolyn and I said, let's work towards peace. And we gave our notice without having a job. We had a going away party, no job. And I left and uh, for weeks no job. Would have been nice, literally, to have a month. I bought new golf clubs. I was like, Whoo-hoo, first time in 10 years. Then I got a job, so I put the clubs away. <laughs> but we decided on peace. Was it easy? No. Was it simple? Yes. It was a simple decision, one of the hardest ones we ever made. So I have two next steps for you. The first one has a few elements to it. Number one, uh, think of a time when you lived or made a decision out of fear, anxiety, or anger again, sh- should I give you some time to think about this, <laughs> or have you got one? You know take some t- find, think of one and then write down what that felt like in your stomach, in your mind it, it, what How did it relate how did you relate to People that you were close with, your, your people. How did it affect your, those relationships? Write all that down. Maybe you're making a three columns on a piece of paper. Column one, decision made out of fear. Column two, think of a time when you lived or made a decision based on the peace of Christ in your heart. Uh, I just know, I, I know this is the right thing to do. Write down your answers to those same questions that you did in the first one. That's column two. Um, decision made based on peace. And number three, think of a situation or decision you have right now in your life and consider what are you feeling. Is it more like column A or column B? And at the bottom of the whole thing, write, let peace rule. Which leads to the next next step, which is pray. It's always good. And pray this, Lord, in this situation or decision I have in my life right now, would you help me Let the peace of Christ rule. Do you think he's going to answer that prayer? Absolutely. And let's become people ruled by peace. Let's pray.